I'm going to go through a few questions that the team here have asked me and things we think we should cover to try and give you guys a bit of an overview as to what I thought was good and bad last year in 2023. Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money-making machine. Do you want to increase conversions by as much as 54% for your Shopify store? Now you can with Alia Learn. Reward new site visitors for learning about your products and brands through Alia's engaging on-site app. Want to find out more? Alia Learn are offering an exclusive one-month free trial for WWS listeners. To claim your free offer, go to alialearn.com slash winning with Shopify and book a consultation. Now, over to your host, Nick Truman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Winning with Shopify podcast. For anyone that's not tuned in before, I said the same last week. This is a very different kind of episode. Last week, we actually posted something completely different to a normal podcast episode. We posted something to do with a webinar. And today is going to be my 2023 roundup. Although I've written 2024 in my notes, but it's 2023 roundup because that is the year that has just finished. So I'm going to go through a few questions that the team here have asked me and things we think we should cover to try and give you guys a bit of an overview as to what I thought was good and bad last year in 2023. Some things we learned, um, certainly things we learned as a team here in my agency, as well as podcast guests, and then also looking into next year as well. So some stuff that we think is going to change and develop, which is quite exciting. So stay tuned. It's going to be quite a short episode, I think, but we'll see how we get on. Firstly, what a crazy year it has been. I say it's at the end of every single year, but so much has happened, so much has changed, and so many things we've learned, and things didn't go as expected. But that's why we make predictions and forecasts. No one knows what's going to change next. So it's been a bit crazy. Um, we've had new tools we've been using. We, as in all of us, all of you guys as well. Um, there's been a cost of living crisis, as we're calling it in the UK. No one's got any money. Everything's costing too much. Economies are really struggling. Oil prices have gone crazy, which obviously affects delivery, affects imports, and a whole range of other stuff as well. So it's been a really challenging year for a lot of reasons. That said, I could point to almost any year in my 15 years of doing this, and from general you're going to have to say 16 years there as well. And oh my gosh, how time flies. Um, some people still think I look like a child, but that's absolutely fine. But yeah, it's been a crazy year. And I, I could say that almost every year, there's been things that have been really challenging. And actually we as e-commerce brands and as marketers, we need to really think about how can we overcome those obstacles? There's going to be bad stuff happening next year. There's going to be challenges that are going to come our way. So this is all about how can we overcome those things and do our absolute best to keep the business that we're running or working and growing, keep it developing. And that's where we need to get innovative in the way we're looking at stuff, which is a bit of a buzzword, I know, but I'm going to come on some things you can actually do about that. So first I'm going to talk about today, there's kind of five sections. The first one I'm going to talk about is the biggest things that have worked for our clients this year. Now I've got two points on this and two points only. I think we factually found, if I'm brutally honest, that a lot of things we tried this year didn't work which is kind of odd because normally we run tests and we have a good hypothesis and things seem to develop. One of the reasons that a lot of things we've tested this year haven't worked is actually because of the introduction of things like AI, machine learning, and more data-driven campaigns, especially in the advertising side of stuff, as well as SEO algorithms changing, meta changing the way um, it reads data and works with, uh, works with customers. So actually, it's almost like you need to feed information to the machine, the machine then decides what to do. But the two things that have worked really well and I think it's certainly something for you guys and we will be carrying into next year as well. One of them is about improving brand and USPs. And I've been emphasizing this all year on the podcast, the you 
part of USPs. It's got to be unique. It's got to be something that you you can do and something that your business does or offers customers or can do or a specific type of product that nobody else can actually come in and interfere with. And when I say interfere with, a competitor can't start offering that. So when we've asked customers in the past, like what's uh, or, or clients of ours, what's one of your USPs? They say, oh, free delivery or fast delivery. And we sort of say, anyone can offer that. You need something completely unique. So it could be we're the only company in the world that can manufacture this material that we use for our products. That's unique. Especially if you own a patent, no one's going to come in and copy you. It might be that our products are more robust than everybody else's and we've tested that and we can prove it as well. And if it's a product that needs to be robust, and that's quite exciting. And when it comes to brand as well, um, one of the things we've noticed more and more is where customers or clients of ours have actually invested more in their brand. We've actually seen conversion rates increase. We've seen average order value increase. Um, and some of the sponsors we've had on this year, especially, um, for example, Seguno or Alia Learn, those guys, certainly with the way the Seguno do email, it's bringing that brand to life to get people to engage long term with the brand. So that's quite exciting. With Alia, they're offering discounts to customers on Shopify stores if you go through some sort of learning. So then there's a bit of an investment there. It's all quite innovative in the way that they're doing stuff. And it's quite different. So certainly worth a uh, worth a go, worth a test on, on that side of things. So yeah, brand and USP is something that we've seen. The more that brands actually invest in that and develop that, the more customers just go, I love that brand. I'm going to go back and buy from them again. And guess what? They've not clicked on a Google ad or a Meta ad, which has cost you money. They've also not clicked on an email, which takes time and innovation and creativity to try and get the right sort of emails out and learn all of the different email lessons as well along the way. The second thing that's worked really well, and this is painful because it costs money and it's complicated to do, but it's multi-channel advertising. We used to call it omni-channel back in the day. I'm calling it multi-channel today. It basically just means that you are running ads across lots of different channels um, and not just ads, but organic content. So somebody might uh, go on Google and say like, I want to buy a new t-shirt and say, look up this t-shirt and they go, right, I'm going to go and buy it from that brand or that looks quite cool, but I'm not going to buy it today. If they don't buy it today, which 98, 99% of people don't, so whatever your conversion rate is, invert it. So if your conversion rate is 3%, invert that 3% and just go, right, so 97% actually of, uh, of my customers don't buy from me. That 97%, they're going to forget who you are. They're going to forget to come back. They're going to forget that they're going to buy a t-shirt in the first place. Omni-channel or multi-channel means that then they're searching around Facebook and something pops up and says, hey, you should come buy this product. It means they turn the radio on in the car and they hear an advert for your product. It means they go on their emails, um, which all of us are glued to our emails constantly 24-7. They look at their emails and they get an email from you saying, hey, come back and buy this product. So you need to be across lots and lots of different channels to get those guys to come back in. And that's where it actually does flow, I think, from my first point about brand and USPs as well. You've got a stronger story. People want to hear it. People want to engage with it. Um, And that even goes for things like YouTube as well. So somebody's going on YouTube going, what's the best iPhone case right now? And bang, you're there. You know they've been on your site before. Oh, yeah, I've been on their website, these guys, actually. That's quite exciting. We find multi-channel works more and more. And I think going back to some of the stuff I said at the start about the cost of living crisis, privacy changes, oil prices changes changing. People generally have less money now, so they're more considered with their purchases. So you've got to look at the multi-channel, which means actually you need to factor that into your financials. So what channels are we going to advertise on? How often do we need to be there? And actually how much more expensive is it going to be to gain in a new customer? So actually having that brand presence that, okay, I love this brand. I'm going to come back and buy from these guys several times. That is even more important now because your first order from each new customer is going to be costing more and more and more as time goes on. And I think that's going to continue next year as well. So 
FYI, brand super important, USP is super important, making sure you deliver on what you promise in terms of delivery times, uh, product quality. If you say we offer some sort of after sales care, et cetera, you've got to deliver on those things. You've got to keep that customer happy or you're just going to lose them. My second thing I want to talk about today is what is some of the biggest lessons that I and my team have learned this year? As I say, we've learned, I think, some very tough lessons, some very hard lessons this year. I think the first one that I want to highlight, and I've got three on here, the, the first one I really want to talk about is a lot of brands we've spoken to and worked with, and we ourselves as well, it's become more and more evident through 2023 that we're in the dark. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they want. They don't know what they want, the customers. We don't know where they're based. We don't know what their age is. We don't know what their demographic is in terms of their gender, the technology they're using, the way they shop. We're knowing less and less as time's going on. And with the move towards AI advertising and AI playing more of a part in that, we're still gonna we're gonna know even less as time goes on as well. So that all sounds very bleak and very depressing. So what can we do about that? Well, Every single merchant, maybe there's one or two that haven't mentioned it, but whenever the topics come up, every single merchant, every single Shopify store that I've had on the podcast for the last probably three and a half years since I started running the podcast has spoken about customer feedback, whether that's a survey, a focus group, whether that's literally going to customers' houses and saying, hey, I'm the founder and I'm delivering your product today. Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? They've said that those interactions have been the most valuable thing ever. And we've literally seen brands this year. For, for example, a brand that thought were quite premium. We showed them actually the market landscape and where they sit compared to all the competitors out there. They weren't premium at all. They're actually on the higher end of cheap, the lower end of expensive. So if the middle is like right here, they were certainly more on the cheap side of center when it came to product prices in their space. Now, they weren't aware of that. And when we said that, they actually rejected it and said, we don't believe that at all. And we said, well, look, we've looked through the Shopify data. We've gone through a thousand customers individually and gone, who are they? Can we find them on Facebook? Can we see what they generally buy? Can we see what they were interested in? Let's look at what products they bought from us and what products they viewed on the website when they bought the products that they bought. And when we looked at it, we realized, actually, your customers want cheaper items, not more expensive. So we're expecting your average order value to go down next year. And of course, as a brand, they were a bit precious and sort of said, no, 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 we don't want that to happen. That's a terrible idea. And fix it. You know, get us more premium customers. So, well, the premium customers aren't interested in your, your products and you're not going to be able to change your products simply because we know quite a lot about the back end of your business and how it works. We just need to embrace this. And actually, let's try and get people buying more frequently. So let's get people buying every month, but spending a bit less per order. And when we sort of show them a bit of financial modeling for that and what that looks like for their revenue and uh, and also their, their, their sales through the site, they all look quite positive, actually. And it's actually, I think, say, my first point really is a lot of us, even if we think we do, you probably don't know who your customers are. I would invest in that, invest time, invest money, and also invest in the customers. Like you offer them a 10% discount or offer them some sort of voucher from your website or say, we're going to send you a free product if we can uh, borrow you for a uh, phone survey just for 20 minutes. I'm going to ask you some questions and ask them some very ambiguous questions. You know, who are you? What do you like to do in your spare time? What do you do when you're not on our website? And if you find actually all the people buying table lamps from you are football fanatics link it up with football or, or find out what, it, what does that mean? What does that mean for their personality type and, and start to apply that? The second big lesson we've learned this year, and this is a really painful one, and apologies to th- three, maybe four of our clients where we've been learning this lesson, some more extreme than others, um, and you're listening to this and it's painful to hear, discounting and over-discounting on the site is a really, really bad thing. So we found that actually when you put too high a discount on the product price, 
we found that although we get a big influx of customers there and then, we find that afterwards, the bigger the discount, the lower the dip afterwards, which can be really painful because you're, you're discounting your products, you're minimizing your margin. And at the same time as minimizing your margin or reducing your margin, you are also telling customers that the product was not worth what it was in the first place. And we talk about this quite a lot, so I'm not going to go into heavy amounts of detail on this, but you get the idea as to, uh, as to as to where I'm going with this. Don't discount too much. I think if you're a premium brand, 10, 15% off is enough. And then it's kind of saying to customer, like, here's a little something, but it is worth the full price. So still come back and pay full price for, uh, for the products um, at another date, please. But what you don't want to do is you find your customers now are just saying that we're not going to buy at full price anymore. It can kill your business. And certainly we've got a few, certainly one client in particular I can think of. And if you're listening, apologies for, uh, yeah, for I won't say your name, but apologies for bringing this up on such a Christmas cheery note. Um, but we've got a challenge going into next year to convince customers now to pay full price. And what that might mean actually is a complete overturn of product and say introducing completely new products all next year, which which is a massive undertaking, a massive exercise. And then the question uh, looms of what do we do with all the old stock that we've got that we sell all that off at discount? And yeah, it can certainly cause, uh, cause a load of problems. So over-discounting is extremely dangerous. And that's a hard lesson that we've learned this year and probably learned more this year than we've learned in previous years, I would say. The final thing on the lessons we've learned, and they're not all negative, um, this one is quite positive. A good marketing hook trumps any campaign type or setting. I've been using the phrase for years on the podcast and, and in, uh, in general conversations and that sort of thing to say that marketing has been lost from digital marketing. I think we get so hung up on going, oh my gosh, Facebook this year launched and you know, big update from uh, Facebook or Meta as they like to be called. They, they launched a thing called Advantage Plus campaigns. How exciting, a kind of performance max in the Meta world. Everybody's so excited about this. How exciting. And the problem is everyone then goes, let's use Advantage Plus. That's the answer. And it's a lie. It's not the answer. It's great. It's a good bit of tech and it's better than before and it might increase conversion rates. But that's not the answer to marketing problems or marketing woes or how do I increase my marketing? The answer to that question is you do good marketing. So you talk to your customers, you look at your product and go, what do I need to do? What do I need to say to my customers? How do I make this more exciting for them? How do I make the purchasing journey more exciting? And, and actually look at customers and go like, for example, do customers actually get a dopamine release in their brain when they buy from us? Is it exciting to buy? Like Apple have nailed this. You know, when a new laptop or a phone or something arrives, it's in the big white box and you lift the lid up and it takes a few seconds for the box to actually come out from the lid and you get the Apple smell. You know, they deliberately make Apple products smell a certain way when you open them. It's all part, and it's because it's sensory, it's all part of the experience of getting an Apple product. And all of that is, is fun. You know, retail is, a, is an entertainment sector, in my opinion. So people buying stuff, unless it's essential stuff, like I need to buy a toilet roll because I go to the toilet and I'm a human. Um, and sorry to lower the bar so much on a, <laughs> on a cheery episode, but I have to buy that. And you could still make that fun, but I have to buy that. Whereas if I'm buying a new t-shirt or something, yes, I do have to wear clothes, but we're trying to raise the bar here and make it more fun. Or actually if I'm buying some cupcakes online, which we sent to some of our UK clients this, uh, this year as Christmas presents, which went down an absolute treat buying cupcakes is exciting. You know, it's like, what kind of cake am I going to get? And when they arrive, all oh, the smell, the feeling, the texture, the taste, you've literally got a complete 360 of sensory uh, when it comes to cakes. So again, thinking about what is your marketing hook for your products? Why do people want to buy from us? And test, 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 you know, try one marketing hook. And if it doesn't work, try another one, try another one, try another one. At least you've tried. If you just put your products up and just say like, this product is blue, this product costs this, this product does this, we've got a guarantee of this. It's all a bit unexciting. And the the reason that people buy stuff, let's be honest, is the benefit, not the feature. So let's talk about the benefits. You know, these sunglasses are going to help you have eyesight for longer. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you look good. And that's 
that's what real marketing is all about. So let's try and bring this back to marketing, guys. And let's stop getting hung up on that magic button that doesn't exist in Google Ads or Meta Ads. You can click to double your revenue. It doesn't exist. So, I mean, there, there will be the odd thing you can find, but it works so much better if you can get good marketing running in the first place. Part three then, challenges facing e-commerce next year. Now, this really is your opportunity to, to roll your sleeves up, brace yourself, lungs full of air and, and, and give it your absolute best next year. So one of the biggest challenges I think we're going to face is no one's going to have any money January, February, March next year. Um, I've been reading all the statistics um, and keeping a close eye on it, as I'm sure lots of other people like myself have, about how much people are actually spending during Christmas this year, how the cost of living crisis is taking grip across, certainly across the Western world. And it's affecting almost every economy globally at the moment. Um, people are generally not going to have any money. doesn't mean they're not going to buy from you. and doesn't mean they're not going to be spending money on fun stuff. And certainly don't hear this as everybody is going to have actually no money. just means people are going to be spending less. So factor that in. How can we convince them to spend something? Do we give away more loyalty points? Um, and actually in January, we're going to be talking about loyalty programs as well. So stay tuned for that. But what can we do to get people to buy from us when people have less money to spend, certainly on more luxury items? So be wary of that. And again, discounting is not necessarily the answer. The second thing that might happen next year, which Google are threatening and the EU and the American government are talking about in certainly in quite a few states in the US, um, is cookies. And I'm not talking about the edible cookies, going back to my reference to cake, although I'm getting more hungry the more I mention food recording this episode. But cookies on website browsers might die next year. And that's going to hit us all pretty hard. That's going to affect everything from the way Google Analytics works to the way things like Triple Whale work, to Shopify reporting, to how AI is going to need to take over, actually, in terms of recommending uh, recommended products on sites and doing other things that a cookie would normally do. So when a customer returns to a site, the only way you're going to know that they've returned, actually, is if they log in. But most people don't log in until they reach the checkout of an e-commerce site anyway. So that's going to be one of our challenges. It looks like December 2024. So hopefully I'm sitting here next year going, it hasn't happened yet. Because I personally think cookies are fantastic, which is not what you're going to read in the news. I think they're brilliant. I don't think consumers care about them. I think they provide a good amount of data that we can all use as marketeers to make the online buying journeys easier, simpler and faster for consumers, which is something that all consumers want. You know, they want to be able to get to information quicker and cookies help that happen. So they might die. And my third point is, who knows what else is going to happen? And what I mean by this, I'm not just leave, leaving a bland statement. I think there's actually a bit of homework and a bit of stuff you guys can be doing going into the new year that specifically relate to not knowing what's going to happen. Have a look at your business and do a bit of a, what I like to call a SWOT analysis. So SWOT. So it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now, the most important things to look at, I think here, the strengths and weaknesses are cool and they should lead into what the opportunity is for you next year as a business. What markets could we develop into? How do we widen our customer base if less customers are going to be buying? It, it's certainly in the early parts of next year. How can we do that without discounting and also without spending just more across the board of marketing and scale a, a kind of negative profit business? We want to make sure we're making positive profit and the profit is going to be as big as possible. But the point is, look at where your business vulnerabilities are at the moment and we'll have a bit of a think about how can we protect ourselves from some of those things. What happens if our manufacturers and suppliers go bust? What happens if Facebook suddenly make a change and we don't advertise on Facebook anymore? Same with Google. As much as I only work on Google at the moment, we've done a lot to make sure we're robust against that as an agency and also as our um, looking at our clients. So if Google suddenly got rid of performance max or cookies die or something, else, have a look at what some of the threats to your business are and work out what can we do as a business to make ourselves less vulnerable to those things. Part four then, what should you focus on next year? If there's one thing I would focus on building your brand and working with your customers to do that. And I've spoken about that quite a lot today and I've spoken about it umpteen times through 2023. And I'm going to continue to do so in 2024 because it's so important. 
you want to have the best brand you possibly can because it's going to cheapen the customer acquisition cost and it's certainly going to increase lifetime value and, and work around all those things. You're not going to get it right first time, but this really is the diamond mine. If you can get this right, and some brands have, then fantastic. And once you've got it right, keep evolving it. As soon as you sit still, someone else is going to copy you. They're going to catch up with you or they're going to come up with something better. You know, we are all in a competitive space. And certainly if you Google anything, and you literally go on Google and search for anything, you'll see everybody's there wanting to be the best. As soon as you are the best on that, someone's going to try and overtake you and catch up. You're going to need to continue to run faster and faster and faster when it comes to brands. So talk to your customers, build your brands. And that is the big focus, I think, for next year. You do that and you can have, and this is me as an agency saying this, you can have rubbish SEO, rubbish PPC, rubbish Google meta advertising. You can have rubbish email campaigns and all the rest of it. Hopefully we're not because you listen to the podcast and, um, and, and try some of the things that we're recommending and talking about. But certainly all those things can be pretty average and your ROI can be fantastic and your profit can be fantastic as well. I get asked all the time by clients, there's a rubbish website. It's number one on Google right now. Why are they number one? Why are we not number one? And I sort of say, well, they're really well established. They've got a great USP. Customers love them. They don't let people down and Google keep them at number one for that reason which trumps kind of a lot of the technical SEO stuff that we do. All of that helps and all of that is important, but we're finding more and more we're working with brands to try and work out the core. Who are you? Who should you be? And who do you want to be? And how do we get there? And, and all the above. So that's point number four then really is build your brand next year. That's the most important place to focus. And certainly in the quieter months, invest the spare time that you and your team have in improving things for when it's not as quiet and when customers do have more cash to spend. And let's have a massive peak next year as well, um, as well as summer, depending on the product you sell. And then the final point, number five, is gonna, I'm going to give you a bit of a behind-the-scenes glance now, just verbally, about some of the things going on at Winning with Shopify, which is very exciting. We don't often talk about this. We're so busy interviewing guests and sponsors and talking about what's going on. Next year, certainly next summer, we're going to be changing the way the sponsorship works, which means actually we're going to get bigger and better guests on to help you guys. We are going to try and get some world-famous speakers, but don't hold me to that. We're working at the moment. We've got one or two potentially lined up as well, which is quite cool. People that are literally just the biggest names in marketing and in, and in digital in the world, which is really exciting. And I personally am very excited to interview those guys um, and kind of up our game a little bit in who we're talking to. Don't worry, we're not going to stop talking to the little the little Shopify brands that we've had on the show um, and some of the medium or the ones that or the, or the large ones that have grown to help you guys to give you a, a real on the ground sort of here are some problems we're facing and here's what we've done about them. That's super useful for you guys. So we're going to keep doing that. But we're also going to slot in some bigger stuff. So that's really exciting. One thing I can't tell you, I can tell you that we're doing something. But I can't tell you exactly what it is. And um, we are going to be launching something quite big um, in tandem with the podcast next year. So the podcast is going to keep running as it has bigger, better guests as a, as I say, a more relevant guest for you guys based on the feedback you've been sending us. One thing we are going to be doing though is launching something quite amazing for you guys to plug into and actually support you guys so much more than we do with podcast episodes. As much as these are useful and the feedback I get from you guys honestly makes me cry at times hearing how helpful this has been and how supportive we've been to you all. Um, and that's awesome. And I'm glad that our guests and myself have managed to do that. And we will continue to doing that. It's really humbling to get that feedback and know it's working. And also looking at the viewer statistics, we've grown like crazy this year. One of the things I've seen, and it's, it's quite hard to gauge this because you can't see everybody else's numbers, but it looks like we're the second biggest Shopify podcast now after um, Shopify themselves. So that's really exciting, which means in terms of going back to building a brand, knowing who your customer are, 
we've got a game plan. So Shopify will come in for you. Um, we love you to bits, but we're coming for you. We, we want that top spot. So we're going to keep running with this. But as I say, we're launching something that's quite big next year um, to help you guys talk to one another a bit more, to also give you guys better training and a whole range of other things. But I can't talk too much about it. And I've probably said too much anyway, but I'll leave this with Byron to decide if he leads the, uh, Byron and Paul, if you guys leave this in the episode or not. And if you do, absolutely fine. But um, it's Byron's call. So we'll see what Byron says. And um, we're also building our team. We have a, at the moment, we've got a few people in the background. Uh, Paul and Byron are probably the main two people that you guys have heard of. Um, Byron organizes all our guests and does all the sponsorship stuff and, and decides what I'm going to be talking about and questions um, and conversations I'm going to be having. Paul edits all the podcasts. It's an amazing job. Thank you, Paul. Um, absolutely brilliant. And Byron edits a lot of the video side of things as well. Um, we're adding to our team, but I can't see what they're going to be doing because it relates to my previous point <laughs> about launching something new. Um, but we are adding to our team. We're building our team um, and there's going to be more people around, uh, around me as well. We're also building just downstairs from where I am right now. Um, we are renovating our new office. This is a temporary space I'm in right now, but we're renovating our new office and we're going to have a podcasting studio, which I'm super excited about. And um, we've got a lighting rig, better cameras, all that kind of stuff. So better quality content, which I'm really excited about. And also, yeah, a couple of funny features in there as well, which uh, which we'll see as and when. I don't know how they're going to fit in the small room yet, but we'll, we'll get there. We're doing more video stuff. So all episodes now go out on video on YouTube. We're doing way more on our socials. Um, on our socials, we have little reels going out on Instagram. We have, I think they're called YouTube Shorts. I, I know I work in digital, but social's not my bag. Um, we're doing loads on TikTok at the moment as well. So make sure you go and subscribe to us on those those channels, um, which would be awesome. We've also done, I think there's two live on Winning with Shopify now, um, potentially three. Um, we've been doing webinars. Where we've actually done like a live engagement with you guys as well. So we're going to be doing more webinars next year, um, which kind of flows into supporting you more as well, but not part of that specific exercise at this stage. But it's all very exciting. And the most important thing to say as I close off for the year is to say that we couldn't do any of this without you guys. If you guys weren't tuning in, this would be a complete waste of time. Sponsors wouldn't pay us any money and I would be sitting there going, why am I talking to myself in a vacuum? So um, as much as I love uh, I love to talk um, and hate the sound of my own voice, having you guys tuning in has been absolutely amazing. I want to say a special thank you to all the brands that have reached out this year, asked us questions, uh, even jumped on calls with myself where we've done free audits and other bits and pieces. It's been amazing to talk to you guys and hear some of your challenges, hear some of your problems apologies we can't do an episode about every single question or topic that you guys have sent in but please don't stop sending them in I love hearing from you I love hearing what you guys are up to I love hearing what's worked really well for you and I love most importantly I love hearing your challenges I've done my best this year to respond to every single email that you've sent us and every single web form you've filled out on the website asking for help raising challenges raising concerns raising things that's like if I could just nail this one thing yeah apologies my advice has been useless I hope it hasn't um, but yeah I, we love hearing from you guys we love having um, thousands of you tuning in literally every day listening to current episodes new episodes and also old episodes as well so thank you so much we're looking forward to hitting 2024 as hard as we possibly can um, so stay with us on this journey stay plugging in I hope your business has done well I hope Peak has been really good for you guys as well I know it's been a bit of a mixed bag for some brands um, certainly when I see the reports as well across the board so yeah I hope things are doing well let's hit 2024 as hard as we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I'll see you again in 2024. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook. Over and out.